Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Creative Alchemy Podcast, and I'm your host, Monique Pantel. Here, we explore creativity and life through story, synchronicity, and tales of possibility. This is a place for artists and dreamers to share wisdom, inspiration, and empower you to explore your own creative life. Together, we hold space to speak dreams into reality and share transformative ways of creating and living life. Let's dream, alchemize, and create. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Creative Alchemy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thanks for being here. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Louise Swindles, a Vancouver-based artist, designer, and brand strategist. In her art practice, she aims to capture her visual world alongside memories and emotion to create a piece that time stamps a moment, creating meaning through layers of texture and colors and markings that feel like a humble form of poetry. I love that. Painting is her form of expression, of healing and breathing, and finding a way to communicate when words fail. Louise has a decade of experience working in art and design, honing her skills at agencies, in-house brand departments, and most recently being the senior design lead at Sage Natural Wellness. When Louise is not working on design or painting, she's playing with her wildly joyful children, renovating her 100-year-old home, or learning how to be more present. Welcome, Louise. Oh my gosh, Louise. I just, I feel like we've got to go back. Like, I I read... I read your bio and it says nothing of fashion blogger. And so, (laughs) so if we're going to talk about your journey as an artist, I mean, I know that's, that's, I know that's in there. And that's when you and I had met, you and I had met, we were going to the same university and we were both very creative, um, women, young women. And you had, you would come over to my apartment or we'd go to Starbucks for coffee because that was the only sort of cute coffee cool shop in our, in, our, in our little town, <laughs> in our little town. And, you know, you actually, when I look back, I think you were one of the, the people that really encouraged me and pushed me to start photography and start playing yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and that would have been what, like 2010, 2011. So I mean, no earlier than that, because I moved to Vancouver in 2011. And so oh. like you were, yeah, we we were like in the same place, probably like 2009, 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, wow. A yeah. So you had a really sweet, beautiful, uh, fashion blog where you were, you know, putting together outfits and photographing them, which I thought was really like bold and courageous because we lived in a small town where a lot of people had a lot of opinions about one another. (laughs) So I saw you, I was like, who's this like wonderful young lady just doing her thing and not giving a shit. Like I thought that was so cool. And then I, you inspired me to start a little tiny fashion blog. I think I did five posts and I bought a camera, but that's what I think what bought, what started me to buy my camera. I walked into like a, like a future shop and I was like, here's 600 bucks. Like, what do I get? Um, okay. So I'm sure your art journey 
or creativity journey started before your fashion blogger days, but bring me, bring us along through your, through your journey, because you are now, um, you know, an established artist, an established painter, and, you know, you, you do creativity and artistry, I'm sure in a very fun way, but also in a very serious way where this is like, you know, this is your job. So I would love to hear where it started and how you sort of evolved. Um, so tell me, Louise. Okay, so um, I feel like I don't have a classic creativity background story. Um, as in, I I was raised in a very um, academic focused family, and so like bless them, they <laughs> they were so sure that I should be a doctor or <laughs> something in that realm. Um, and so my create my creative side wasn't, it's not that they like pushed it aside. It's just, it wasn't nurtured in the way that like, I remember like asking for paints and, and my mom being like, sure, but like not really knowing what to do with that. Um, and so, yeah, I was this like very awkward, uh, super sensitive child who like was always looking for a creative outlet. Um, and I mean, I feel like I remember like growing up on a farm and running around outside and pretending that there are fairies everywhere and like making magic potions and like I was that kid. <laughs> and um, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm still that kid. <laughs> I know, I, but that okay, that's like the beautiful thing. I feel like I'm in my thirties now, and I'm like I have these two young children, and I'm like there is so much magic in the world. And like, I want them to know that and to be able to like, like I'm so excited for the day when they want to make magic potions with me out of dandelions. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy how cyclical things are. Anyways. Wow. Um, yeah. And so I feel like all through school, I had this um, almost like limiting mindset of I am an academic and that is what I need to focus on. And creativity is like, it's for other people. And I had this beautiful best friend all through elementary school who was just your like classic stereotype artist. And like, I loved her for that. And I think that's why I was so drawn to her. I was just like, she is, she's what an artist is. And I, I very much put everyone in boxes and was like, okay, that's an artist. And like, that's not me. And so like, I'm going to be like grade A student, like, like all of that kind of stuff on a roll. And then it wasn't until I experienced some trauma in high school uh, where I was like, I need this outlet. I need something to, to get out all of this emotion. And so I went and I like, <laughs> I begged the art teacher in my high school if I could just join late. And he was like a very nice guy and like took pity on me. I think I was probably like, a weepy 16 year old girl and so he was like okay fine just stop crying um and joined the art class and I just found like there was so much peace it was the first time that I felt like I could breathe in a while and so from that like I don't think I had any grand illusions that I'd be able to make a living being an artist at that time um but I knew that I wanted to do something creative and I think that's where fashion came in and so I was like, okay, I'm going to be Rachel Green. <laughs> I'm going to be a buyer. Um, and I'm going to like, that's going to be my life. And okay, um, wait. Yeah. Okay, wait, pause. Yes. Because yes. I'm terrible with pop culture. I don't know The oh, Bachelor. I don't know TV and stuff. But hang on. Rachel Green is Jennifer Aniston from yes. Friends, right? Yes. And she was like a Ralph Lauren buyer in oh my goodness, New York, right? right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Jennifer Aniston has now come up twice on this podcast, <laughs> very, very early <laughs> beginnings of this podcast. So. I feel like I feel like she was such a um, cultural movement for women of our age, like mm -hmm. the, the early two thousands. Like she was just. She, I, I don't know. Yeah, she just was the it girl. So, so you wanted to be Rachel Green. Yeah. So I you were going to do fashion. Green. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, went and, and did a year course in fashion marketing. And uh, then 
move back to Brandon, Manitoba for a boy, um, mm-hmm. as you do. As Didn't work out, um, but yeah. you moved back there. And then that's where I met you, where I was mm-hmm. just this fish out of water in back in my hometown being like, I, I have these grand illusions of wanting to like walk down the streets of Paris and, and explore what creativity means. But I felt like I was um, trapped in the city. And looking back now, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is absolutely nothing against that city. It is a wonderful place. And like so many creative souls that I know, like still live there. I just felt like Again, it was me putting boxes and limitations on things, and I felt like I didn't belong there. And so I was trying to like mm. find any way to grow out of it. This is so funny sense. because I feel like that's a very common experience is, you know, in your when you're really starting to discover yourself as, you know, an adult and what kind of life experiences you want, you are drawn, to, you know, you think in your head, "Ooh, I want to go to Paris or "Ooh, exactly. I want to like go to these these places. And I mean, now that we've, you know, that we've lived a little bit now the idea of actually living in a small town doesn't sound so bad. It sounds right? actually really lovely. And we yeah. think back to living in, in the small town. There's so many great things about, about exactly. this, you know, this quaint little, little town. So that's, fu- that's really, that's really yeah. funny. Um, I just, yeah, it's exactly that. I feel like I was putting all of this like baggage and limitations and expectations on all of these different things because I think that's what you do in your early 20s. You're trying to figure out who you are and you're trying to figure out what the world is. And like, I have so much grace and love for little Louise and like how lost she oh. was. And it's just like, oh. yeah, right? I I think back to baby Mo, like, you know, when I was 21, 22, 23. Oh my gosh. You know, oh, I could say so much. I know. Wow. But those, those are really years of growth, you know, and, and I'm so grateful for all of the hard, you know, challenging moments yeah. and then all of the really like, you know, fun, untethered moments um, yes. of, you know, their early twenties. That's so, that's so nice. And so, so you're in Brandon, you've moved back. Where, yeah. where were you living? Where did you do, where's the contrast? Um, so I had gone to Calgary for a year to study fashion marketing. And okay, so, so you got a you got a little taste of the big city of, the, of the big Calgary. City. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then and then you uh, yeah, came back, back to Brandon. Brandon. Um and yeah, that's where I met you and um a few other creatives. And I was just like, yeah, I think I love creating by myself. Um I I find like I don't even listen to music when I'm painting, which I feel is weird. Um, it's just I it's such a um, it's such a me time, I guess. However, I find like I can actually think better when I'm actually around other people. And so other creatives, I find like I mm-hmm. um, I'm a verbal processor. I, I love hearing other people's ideas and getting inspired by other people. And I think like you and a few other creatives and Brandon were just like heaven sent at the right time just to be like, no, you continue can on this and little path. Yeah, exactly. It was like little nudges. And so um, I honestly don't even remember. I think I was just like, bored one night and was like okay I like I need I can't stay in Brandon I need to I need to go somewhere and so um I made a list of five places I could see myself living and four of them didn't work out for various reasons and Vancouver did work out so I packed up my tiny little Honda Civic and drove Mm -hmm. west and then yeah did graphic design um got a degree in design when I moved out here which was amazing. It was such a wonderful program. And I have always, I've, I find like it's, I've always struggled with this like dichotomy in my brain 
of having this like academic background and loving that and loving order and lists and planning and coming up with strategies and yet always having the like yin to my yang where like I really love the chaos and the mess and the um, inspiration that can come through creative pursuits and so I found that in graphic design I <laughs> I can go full type A and just like get everything down and meticulous um, and then balance that by being this like pseudo free spirit artist who just creates out of emotions <laughs> and like I yeah it's it's I think I struggled with that for a while because I was like, no, it needs to make sense. I need to be one or the other. And I'm really coming into this place where I'm like, why can't it be both? Yeah. You can have both. You exactly. can absolutely have both. Yeah. So when did you decide I'm going to be a painter? I'm going to, I'm going to sell my paintings. I'm going to be a legit painter. My name is Louise Swindles and I am a painting artist who paints for a living. Yeah. When did you decide that? Uh, Matt leave because <laughs> aren't the okay. best decisions when you're postpartum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I was very blessed by having this amazing um, full-time job at Sage, uh, the natural wellness company. Uh, it's Canadian, um, Vancouver-based, and. I, they're a very they're a very cool company. Stage. Yeah, they're in the, yeah. they're in the malls. It's where you buy the diffusers and you've yes. got the beautiful blended essential, essential oils, oils. Yeah. and all of the, the remedy. Yeah. Ooh, I also like Ooh. their scent. Uh, their scent is called yoga. Yes, <laughs> but it's yes. it's really lovely, and I still have like a little bit. I've been um, I got it two and a half years ago, and I've been oh, like, you so know por portioning it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, but the writing, like the script from Sage, that's, those are some of the things that you've created, right? Yeah. Like so their branding and writing uh, either in their stores or on their shoppers. Uh, that's all my hand. And um, um, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to um, land a position there um, shortly after graduating from my design uh, program and was there for seven, six years, seven years. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing. I, I mean, it's just like, it was this kick-ass little startup run mostly by like 30 year old females. And it was just like this hub of motivation and inspiration. And yeah, it was, I met some truly amazing uh, friends there and yeah, have nothing but good things to say about my experience there um but then when when I went on that leave the first time um coming back to that I was coming back as the senior lead for um the packaging and mm -hmm. such an amazing position but I felt like it was so hard to leave my one-year-old and I barely see him when you take into account a commute um and then I was really only there for six months and then the pandemic hit. And so that was kind of like, I, I err on the side of caution by ever calling the pandemic a blessing. However, mm -hmm. um, it meant that I could work from home full time. And so I got to see, um, I got to see my baby more, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and then shortly later, we found out we were pregnant again and or I was pregnant again. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so then we were like, oh my goodness, okay. And so then I think knowing that we would be having two children or two young kids uh, going back after that second mat leave, just, it didn't make sense um, in terms of just also Vancouver is a ridiculous city to try and find daycare in. And so all of the pieces and we're like, okay, let's actually, um, I, I think I've always wanted to try and go freelance and, and to follow more of my own creative pursuits and I'm quite security focused and so and responsible um and so I really have to like shut out that side of my brain sometimes and just be like no I am worth taking a risk on and I'm I'm worth um 
at least trying this and and seeing what comes of it and giving myself the grace and the freedom to fail and like if I fail that's okay and I I think I would regret more never trying than than the failure and so mm -hmm. so here I am calling myself an artist and showing no, you up are and, yeah oh. You, you are, and you are so, um, so talented. Your art is emotive. Like when I see it, I feel like I have my feet in like, um, an ocean oh, and, and like, yeah, like I feel like my, my my feet are at the edge of the Pacific Ocean, and and that's how it feels. Not the hot Pacific Ocean, but the cold Pacific the Ocean. Cold, that's what yes. your art. The yeah, Pacific that's what West. your art. You, oh, yeah. It's so it feels like nature infused and and really yeah emotive. It's so beautiful. Oh, um, you had so put fun. something. Oh, you're welcome. It's true, and I can't wait. One day we one day I will get one of your originals. Um, for the space that I build but right now we're in like a in-between house right now we're renting so it doesn't I'm really so make sense. I'm so excited to have... seeing your build coming along like the little snippet. Uh, so thank exciting. you thanks yeah no we're excited little by little we're all we're just sort of you know working away um because we live in Panama um uh, we have to do everything in cash. So it makes things a little bit trickier. So we're just trying yes. to, we're trying to noodle around, uh, you know, solutions for, for building and that sort of thing, but little by little and, and, you know, it'll, it'll all come along. But, um, you had put something out on your Instagram story of what is your dream? I can't remember how you worded it. What is your dream, um, like two to three day vacation or two to three oh, yeah. week vacation. Yeah. And I don't remember what you said, what your two to three day vacation was, but your, it's, it was like an art date. If you could choose any sort of art or creativity date for yourself and one was like a weekend and then the other one was two to three weeks and your two to three week response was so different than what I would have ever imagined for myself oh. that it, that I was like, I, I want to talk about this. This is, this is such a good question because, okay, so whoever's listening, I think like, you know, artists, creatives, what would a weekend art date or creative creativity date solo look like for you? And what would it look like for a two to three week solo creativity? Can you imagine? What would that look like? Well, yeah. do you know, that's actually how my life in Panama started. I was gifting, oh, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was gifting myself. Um, it was right before busy season um, for myself. Like I was, you know, I had a whole year's schedule sort of lined up, but I had about a um, month, two months of quieter time. And normally I would be running workshops and teaching photography, but I had some time and I had um, been going through, you know, a lot of shifts and changes in my personal life. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to gift myself the t time and a beautiful place. Yeah. So I came to Panama just to like allow myself to fall in love entirely and on the most romantic, sensual adventure of my life. It was so amazing. And that's what I did. So that's what I, ch when you said two to three weeks, mine was like, mine was like a six week planned vacation that's turned into, well, two and a half years Isn't of planting seeds. Isn't that it's crazy? amazing. It's, it's the most beautiful, blessed unfolding of my whole entire life. But when you put that out on Instagram, I was like, I, in my head, I said, oh, that was what I did in, in nice. Panama. Um, but your answer, tell me about your answer, because I would, I, I just share what you said, because it's so different from what I would have ever it's the imagined. Polar opposite. Yeah. 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 Um, so my husband and I, we went to um, Iceland in 2019 with our then like eight month old baby who thankfully wasn't walking yet. And uh, we just like popped him in the carrier and we explored as much as an eight month old will let you. And yeah. I just, I have never been so struck by landscape. Like I, I love being in nature. That's like a very normal thing for me. Like whilst you move to the 
Pacific Northwest, like it's a rainforest, <laughs> but like uh-huh. this was just, it was like, it was sand on the beach, but it doesn't look like the sand that you know. And like you see trees, but they don't look like trees that you know. And so every single thing I felt like I couldn't, it was just an, a sensory overload almost of like everything uh-huh. is so different and it made it so that I was um, looking at things that I, yeah, looking at things that you know, but in a completely different light. And so I found it so inspiring when I was there. Uh, we were only, yeah, we, I think we were only there for a week and with an eight month old. Um, and so my husband, who is a composer, uh, we've always kind of, we've always kind of joked that one day we would go and rent like a beautiful black house in Iceland in the middle of nowhere on the like coast and just like paint and make music and just like be total bohemians for like two, three weeks. That's yeah, that and that would be that would be a dream. And so we've we've got it written down on uh, in our vision board and we will wait you guys vision board together we've only just started and so we're both a little um we're we're both quite um practical and realistic so this is a big step for us we we right this is a stretch is this is a stretch but we're trying it out because if nothing else it's just I love hearing what he's inspired by and what his goals are. And so we're, we're testing it out. And we sat down the other day on the couch and we wrote out what our goals are and what our visions are for, for the future. And yeah, we will see Iceland's in there. I love that. My partner and I do that too. You can, well, we're, we're on Skype right now, but you know, it's recording the audio, but on my wall here, there's two side by sides. It's his, and then it's mine. And then I'm looking above um, my computer screen and it's also, it's my vision board. Get ready that. to have your world rocked because this stuff works. It sounds well, so honestly, you, you are the catalyst for this because um, I think you posted in your stories a little while ago or something. You're like, um, you were looking back on an old vision board or something and it was, Oh gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. So you'll have to correct me, but something to do with like, um, you're like, I'm looking at this old vision board and I cannot believe how much of this has come true. And I was like, no, these, no, oh, yeah. this is yeah. just, woo-woo. I've been doing it since this I was 18. Work. And then I had to sit with that. I was 18. And that was 18 years ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was 18, 18 years ago. So I've been doing this a long time. This yes. is like before the internet was too much of the internet. And um, I can't even remember how I came upon the idea of a vision board. But one of the first big things that I did, I had it above, it might have been through Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I love so much. I love his books. The book Inspiration one was, was one of the first sort of like, uh, books that really opened myself up to this world of, of I don't know, like spirituality and possibility. And, um, and so uh, I did this vision board. And the first thing, I, I think it was like, you know, study graphic design. And one of the big ones was go to New York Fashion Week. And guess who got to go to New York Fashion Week in Bryant Park in 2000? Can't remember. Oh, <laughs> 2000 something. And it was so, it was such an interesting experience because I didn't, I didn't like it at all, but it was, it was like, yes. it was a, it was a compass in the direction that I was guided. And the yes. fact that I didn't like my experience at, at, you know, New York fashion week, yes. which I really thought that I was going to exactly. pointed me, yes. pointed me in an entirely different direction. So that was one of my first vision board experiences, but the one that you were talking about was a vision board. So I, I had started this practice every new year's Eve, I would sit down and I would be like, okay, let's do this. What's this year going to look like? what do I really want to call in, in my life? And it is the 2019 one is wild. It's like, it's like jungle vehicle SUV. Uh, Amazing partner who I just love so much, who is the best ever. Uh, Like, you know, there's like a baby in there. There's, uh, 
you know, yoga and wellness. There's like sisterhood, cacao circles, like magical under the stars art. Uh, I want to say there's maybe a podcast on there, but for sure, like I started my writing my book. Um, I have to look back at the photo because there's so many aspects to me writing this and yeah. So I'm just so excited for you and your wonderful husband to, you know, cheers champagne in like a year or two looking at each other in this beautiful black house on the coast of Iceland being like what did you create today (laughs) well and that's the thing I think like again just I'm going back to it like I feel like so much of my life is becoming quite cyclical and so like a few years ago I think I I was too cynical and realistic to even say the word vision board without like rolling my eyes whereas now I'm like no I feel like seven-year-old Louise would have eaten this up and like I love that and so I'm trying to really like honor who I was and almost like call that back and and be just a bit more playful with myself and be a bit more um try and see a bit more magic in the world around and like yeah I I cannot explain I cannot explain how all of those um things came to be for you other than just like divine intervention magic like oh that's hugely The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So tell me um, one thing that you wrote on your vision board that sort of surprised you. And then one thing that your partner wrote that surprised you that you didn't know. Ooh. Um, okay. So I think like I've been waffling back and forth of um, how to balance doing both design and art. And so I was surprised how easily it came to me of what my goals were with both. And like the goal for art would be, I would love to do an immersive gallery experience where it's just, I would love to team up with, I'm, I'm so blessed to know some amazing, um, I would say floral artists in this city. Uh, they create beautiful, beautiful works that are, um, not just like bouquets and there's nothing wrong with bouquets, but these are like installations. Yeah. Like lilac clouds and such. And like, I would love to take over a space. I would love to have a solo show where you walk in and it's like maybe a solo show in terms of like my paintings, but then a collaborative show in terms of like music and um floral sculptures and like bringing in all of these different sensory explorations so that it's yeah it's an immersive experience and so that's that's and what would your dream location be Uh, to me it would it would have to be quite like a, a blank space and so either a um warehouse that's been like painted white and has really good light, something like that. Like it, it's uh-huh. quite, I want it to feel quite airy and open so that there is space for all of these other elements to play. But then even as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh my goodness, find me like a moody, dark cottage somewhere like in the middle of nowhere. And like, I would love that. Makes it harder uh, for people to come to it though. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I'm even thinking like, ooh, somewhere in like deep uh, north, North Van, like Deep Cove, yes, like a little cottage that you have to like hike hike to, like a two hundred year old cottage on the coast that's just been like taken over by art, and every room is slightly different. (gasps) Like, sign me up. Yeah. Okay. 
well or like Galliano <laughs> Island or something I like know, that. Well, my parents Ooh. live on Salt Spring now. And so we no actually. No way. Cool. You know, so we get to go out there quite often, which is lovely. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe it's their house. <laughs> it doesn't Probably have quite be the vibe that. I'm going for. It's lovely, but it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. I'm excited for you. Well, I'm sure there's um, lots of possibilities in putting together something like that. Um, yeah. Wow, Just I'm excited. And what about your yeah. and what about your partner? Um oh gosh, I'm trying to remember. This is me being an awful partner. I'm trying to remember what he said. Um I think his is so he does um composing for film as his full-time work, um, which is amazing. He's so talented at that. But then he also has a side project, um, similar to me, I guess, because we apparently like having a ton of balls up in the air, just juggling all of them. Um, and his side project is neighborhood libraries and he creates like neoclassical ambient music, which honestly is like, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm pretty sure he's made it just for me to work to because it's the only Aww. kind of music that I can actually listen to. And so yeah, I think. So this is this is me kind of going off. I'm like yeah. so excited by this. Is there something that exists? This is something that I want to create. A mm. women's artist residency, a women's artist residency that supports mother artists because yes. I don't think that necessarily something exists where it's like, yeah, and you can bring your kids. No, there isn't. But and that's actually like a big pain point. And even just beyond that, like, Sorry. It's a barrier. This is me getting on my soapbox. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I have many soapboxes and this is one of them. But um, Mm -hmm. there's so many things about um, the arts, which are beautiful when you become a mother or a parent, but are also really challenging. Like gallery openings are usually right during like the five to seven uh, p.m. window. And like, I'm so sorry, but my children, they want their food, they need their bath, like they need to get to bed. And like, there's no wiggle room with them. And so like, you can't go to gallery openings. You like Mm. trying to plan out childcare is ridiculously hard. Like there's so many, being an artist is already hard. And then like you add in all of these barriers of being a parent and especially a mother. Like, I don't want to discount the fathers, but there's like, my baby never took my, my second child. She never took a bottle. And so like, I, we are tried. (laughs) (laughs) I love how determined she is and it's going to suit her well, but like, I, I haven't been away from her for more than a couple hours her entire life. And like, that's beautiful, but there's also this weight that comes with it. Anyways, I yeah, totally I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm to- no, 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 I, I'm totally with you, and I think that it's something that's really, uh, you know, it's it's an opportunity, I think, to create something really amazing, regardless yeah. of what your family dynamic is, is to be able to support an entire family if someone is a creator and artist, to give them the space to create. How I cool! Love you for this. <sighs> Yes. Yeah, well, let's see. I got to, you know, we're working on funding. so <laughs> I feel like we need to do like a uh, collaborative print or something. And then all the oh. proceeds can go to your, um, to this fund so that you can actually get it up and going. Oh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's exciting when it finally sort of, you know, starts to, to, um, what do you call it? I, I really, I really can't wait. Um, because in in the town that I live in, it's very small and there aren't a lot of work opportunities. And so one of the things that it would be, it would be like, you know, job creation um, to do to have childcare for the families, the, you know, parents who are who are artists. And so, um, yeah, that we totally went off on a on a <laughs> on a on a whatever, a rant there, but, um, but so for him, so your partner's dream was to be able to take a little bit of time and, and make like a full, a full, what did you call it? Album? Yeah. So he, he's got or, an, he's got an EP out right now, which is like a, a short, I've had to learn all of these musical terms. I do not have a musical bone in my body. Um, tell me right now, yeah. What is an EP? I've always wanted to I know. know. <laughs> um, an EP is like a shorter album. And so an album, a full length oh. album is usually like um, 
10 plus songs, whereas an EP is usually around like four or five. And so. Okay. Do you know, I'm so curious if someone's listening to this right now and is like mind blown about the whole EP thing. Let me know too, that I'm the only one. Anytime someone says, oh, this artist and their EP. And in my head, I would say, oh, I'd put them in a box. I'd be like, you are a music connoisseur. I don't know what an EP is. And in my head, I would say, I'm sure that's a very quick Google search, but I just don't have time for that right now. There's a few things like that. Like I'm very much a a Googler. Like I, I will research to the nth degree. However, there are some things where I'm just like, I'm okay with not knowing. And like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm sure I'll find it out at some point. And so there you go. You've learned what an EP is. And here is. we are. We've come yeah. to the point where you've illuminated me to um, to what an EP is. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's really great. And then a regular album, you just call it um, an album. I, I believe so. Oh, gosh. Like actual music well, people will probably correct me. Taylor will probably <laughs> be like, um, you got that wrong. But <laughs> from, from my... Um, what's it called like looking in the wings point of view that's yeah it's just a full-length album and so cool so how cool you guys so you came from a very academic family and now you found yourself in an incredibly creative family your partner is a composer you are a graphic designer and a painter um and you you must instill that into your children I'm sure they feel it you have this beautiful room that is so inspirational on your Instagram that I always see that I'm like, oh, wow. It's just like, it's just like a beautiful easel and all of these like paintings and these like, these, you know, palettes strewn about and all of these blues and whites and, you know, details of, you know, coral streaming through the, oh, it's so, it's so beautiful and so inspirational. Um, I hope one day that I get to come to Vancouver and be in your studio space, but I'm so curious, what does your, like, how do you get into the zone? I know it must be tricky, um, when you're a mom and you've only got, you know, certain sporadic kind of times, I'm actually struggling with that right now. I really would love to be starting painting, but I need to, I need to, I need to get into the, you know, the blackout zone. I need like eight hours of time to sort of like do and sit and dedicate, but I don't have it right now, unfortunately. So I'm really hoping you have some words of wisdom for me or (laughs) how do you like this? How do you do it? This might be uh, both uh, words of wisdom and dismay. Um, So yeah, I was painting quite a lot before my firstborn was Lowen, uh, before Lowen was born. And um, I, yeah, was like, that was also back in like the heyday of Instagram where you could like post anything and people would be like, oh, 10,000 likes. And like, this is amazing. Um, wow. Now it's like, please algorithm, please let someone see this. Um, but it was, it was really exciting. And I felt like I was gaining a lot of momentum. Um, and yeah, it was, it was going really well. And then, um, I had low and had a really, really tough, um, as many people do, um, but a really tough postpartum and struggled with a lot of postpartum anxiety and just, um, like bless his feisty soul. He was a colicky baby. And it was just, it was, it was very challenging. Um, and it took me a while to, to even just feel like I could do the day to day. And then, um, during his mat leave, I, I then was trying to find like little pieces where I could paint again. Um, but it wasn't until the end of that mat leave that I actually felt like I could do that. And then, uh, going back to work full time, I just, yeah, I was like, this is too much. I can feel my mental like burnout. I need to just focus on doing my job well and being a good mother and wife and friend and all of that, all of those other relationships. Um, And so I put painting on the back burner and it ended up going on the back burner for about two years. Um, And which like really kind of broke my heart, but it just, it felt like, I kept waiting for the pieces to fall into place. I kept being like, okay, no, next month, um, I don't know, I'm going to, she's like, my daughter's going to be sleeping better or um, I'm going to be able to wake up at like 4 a.m. and be able to paint or the sun is going to come up earlier and I'll have a window of time. Like I kept making all of these excuses and a lot of them were really valid because I'm sorry, being like, 
being a parent to a young child is exhausting. And so there are so many very valid excuses. Um, But I got to a point where I was just so tired of selling myself short. I was so tired of feeling like I was getting frustrated with my children for them not allowing me time to, to paint. And that's not fair. They're, they're children. Like that's, that's not their burden to take on. And I was like, if I'm going to be the mother that I want to be for them, I need to let them know that it is okay for them, for me to have time away from them. And especially having my daughter now, I I think as women, we are so trained to belittle our own needs and put others in front of us and Mm -hmm. sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And I do not want her falling into that pattern. I I do not want her. Well, then you just become the worst version of yourself. (laughs) At least I do. If I'm just like, give, 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 open, give, 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 give. And then I have nothing left. Then I'm reactive. Then I'm anxious. And I'm, you know. You're giving out of a place of emptiness. And like, who wants that? Yeah. 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 And then you have no energy for yourself for anything. It's hard to even like recognize what you need. Oh, when you're so depleted. That is 100% like where I was at before I started. Like I, I was last August where I was like okay I need to take this seriously I need to actually give myself time to paint um and worked it out with my partner like on how to actually yeah section off parts of her schedule so that I could have painting time and figure out who I am and, and what I create and what I want to say um because there's yeah, there's like painting or creating art out of a, a scarcity mindset where you're just like, no, 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 I just need to make anything, make anything. I don't have enough time to do this. It's that kind of thing. And and that's very much, I think, the mindset that I go into um, naturally, whereas I'm trying to move more to an abundance mindset where it's like, Mm-hmm. There is enough time to create what I what I need to create, and there is enough creativity inside of me. And mm. uh, yeah, really trying to just reframe how I'm approaching it. Um, and it's hard. Like sometimes, especially like in this season that I have right now, I I, I don't have a ton of time to paint. Um, and it is a lot of um trying to take like five minute chunks and and be thankful Mm -hmm. for them and that's not easy some days (laughs) um but also I at least for me what I found like that works best with my practice is painting collections and so Mm -hmm. I will plan out and figure out like a palette and uh, the sizes and what I want to say what the theme and the thesis is of this body of work and really go like full like bring out my type A side and like plan it all out and then allow my other side to almost take over and I find that then when I am painting in like 20 minute chunks here and there at least I know what I'm aiming for and I know what I'm going for so it doesn't really feel feels like a pause in between each time that I'm picking up a brush as opposed to like a full stop and a restart. And so Ooh, I love that. So it doesn't feel so chaotic when you're approaching. You're like, ah, uh, uh, yes, I know where I'm returning to. Exactly. Here we are because exactly. you've got a plan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, so I'm sure that will be really helpful for painters who are, you know, because that that's even helpful for me. Like, you know, I just want a little bit of time to kind of play and explore. I'm not looking yes. to, you know. Uh, well, self-reliance or anything like that I just well you never know that's true yes. you never know but I'm just doing it for more like um exploring my own creativity and other sort of yeah. aspects of my, of so my like inner artist yeah it feels so nice um wow that's so cool and so what are you working on right now so right now um actually right in front of me have I'm a set of minis that I had been um uh, I cut up just a bunch of raw canvas and was just like, okay, let's just play. So I'm so yeah. fascinated with your life and curious and like really hope uh, that I can also take a like 
I don't know, two weeks sabbatical and come down and, and visit. It just looks like. Yes. Oh my gosh. Whole, it's like, so magical. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to just like have the space um, and be able to like welcome people. We have, you know, it's, this is part, I'm used to my life moving really quickly and this has been something that has been such a practice of slowing down and just really leaning into. And I know that I, it needs real planning and I need like a director of the artist residency and like, you know, there's real planning. There's lots of different sort of wheels that make this, um, this concept work. Um, and so it, it's just, it is going to take time and that's like a real lesson for me. So I'm, I'm leaning into that, yeah. but I, I really am so excited for the day that we're going to be able to like start welcoming residents, um, like artists yeah. into the, into the residency. And this place is so inspiring. I had a friend just recently here, um, and she said, your town is an energy vortex. This place is wild. And I said, I know it's just incredible. Like the stars almost feel like close to you. Yeah. Everything is so raw. Um, no one speaks English like in the town. It's just, it's just really incredible. It's like this, this really interesting bubble of uh, adventure and magic and uh, otherworldliness. It almost feels like it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Louise, um, where can people find you? Where can people, you know, see your work and interact with your stuff? I'll put the links, I guess, in the show notes, but, um, do you have a website? Yeah. So, uh, louisewendells.com. Super easy. Although the last name is a mouthful. Um, and then <laughs> Louis at Louise Swindells, I think it's then like underscore art because I started a personal account to have my children not plastered all over the internet. Yes, that <laughs> um, was se separated. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and that's where that's where I can be found. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited for people to get to know you and see how beautiful your art is. Um, I'm really just so grateful for um, our connection that was made so long ago. It's been so cool to kind of, you know walk together even though we haven't been like close over the years it's just been really neat to kind of see each other's journey and um and like I said I really I hope one day that you will come with your partner and I know it's not Iceland but maybe you guys can come and sit oh, and, no, it and sounds beautiful. create here <laughs> yeah I I would be there in a heartbeat that would be amazing oh, yeah oh amazing well, so well yeah, I know you too. We'll have to do this again, I feel like. Um, it was just so, so nice. Um, so thank you for, for joining us. Thank you being, for being a part of the Creative Alchemy podcast. And um, I can't wait to see um, your, your works, all the things that you're working on. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.